What is up, LinkedIn? This is Joe Lalji, and this is Recruiting is No Joke. I'm super excited to be here. I've got a great guest uh, for today's show. Before we get started, as always, let me know who's out there. I love to interact with you guys. So if you can, say hi, say what company you're with, say whether you're a recruiter, if you're looking for a job, whatever it is, uh, drop those comments in the chat. Uh, and then, as always, as you have questions and comments for today's guest, please, please, please type those into the chat. Ask any questions you have as well. And uh, and then if you've got questions around the job search, you can feel free to just tell us what kind of job you're looking for. We're not going to get too much into uh, the job search or your job search specifically. Uh, but, you know, welcome to put any kind of positions you're looking for. So. Again, get out there. I see we got Justin in the house. Justin, great to see you. Um, and as always, I want to just give a special shout out to uh, the, the show sponsor, MetaView. Guys, I've been talking about MetaView a lot. If you haven't checked out MetaView, an amazing tool. If you're doing interviewing, if you're doing debriefs or onboarding meetings with hiring managers, whatever, intake calls with hiring managers, whatever you call it, you need to be using MetaView. Okay. Instead of typing out notes, It'll literally transcribe the whole conversation and then summarize it for you as well. Um, so definitely check out MetaView and uh, super excited to have them for the sponsor of the show. Um, and we see we got Peter out there as well. We've got LinkedIn user. I never know who LinkedIn user is. You've got the uh, privacy, privacy settings, which is no problem. We've got um, Jack out there. Good afternoon. Kushboo, good to see you. Well, guys, if anyone else is out there, get in the chat. And then as we're going along, if you've got questions for our guest today, um, yeah, I'm sure he'll be happy to answer any of those questions. Uh, so without further ado, Dan, welcome to the show. Great to have you with us. Great to be here. Great to be here. How's it going, Joel? It's good. It looks like you're like moving in fast motion because you got the blurry background. So yeah, it made me a little bit dizzy when I applied this blur background, but uh, uh, so far that's the only thing bad I have to say about this application. It seems like <laughs> no, I love it. I love it, man. Well, why don't you uh, why don't you give give yourself a, or give us a quick introduction of who you are, what you do for anyone who doesn't know you? Um, love to kind of hear how um, how you got started in recruitment um, and then what you're up to right now, if you can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm Dan Lockhart. I've been in um, recruiting and talent acquisition for half of my life. Uh, I'll let you do the numbers there. Uh, but uh, nine nine years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, about nine years. About nine years. Yeah, yeah but um, uh, anyways, I've just been in this space for a, a really long time. Uh, I, I started. Um, uh, I started in this space because I was doing phone and data drops. So think about Ethernet lines that come into your wall. Uh, I was doing them at you know, like uh, uh, some colleges, some uh, secondary schools, high schools, that sort of thing. And I was getting people from um, from a very large staffing agency uh, who I won't name. But but anyways, I, I just I, I remember thinking to myself like, gosh, like I could do better than this uh, when it came to, to finding people. You were, you were one of those guys. <laughs> um, and then I, you know, and then I had to put, uh, you know, my actions where my mouth was when somebody asked me, what, you know, hey, have you ever thought about staffing? And, and I said, yeah, I have. Um, and so I started working for this small boutique staffing firm, uh, mainly doing help desk stuff. Uh, one of our, our huge clients was uh, GameStop. 
And so um, uh, wow. at the time, there was a time where I'm sure it's not the case now, but there was a time where every register and every GameStop all around the world was built by the contractors that I hired for GameStop. Uh, so that was really cool. Um, but uh, like I said, I'm sure they've they've probably uh, decreased and increased stores, new stores, all of that good stuff. Uh, but anyway, so that was uh, kind of the beginning of my career in staffing, moved to another staffing agency, uh, did some consulting, went full time. I've done uh, just about everything that you can imagine, you know, contract, uh, uh, fractional work, uh, agency, in-house, uh, all of that good stuff, uh, large companies, small companies. Uh, and now I'm uh, leading uh, tech and product recruiting for uh, a, a SaaS company called Event Store. And uh, really excited to be building out their team. They're, they're you know, scaling, uh, hyper growth type of deal, uh, scaling the organization. And, you know, as I said, you know, my focus is on the, the tech and product side, which is what I've gravitated towards uh, for most of my career. So how, so how long have you been? On the, on the tech side or yeah. how you've been in tech recruiting for? Yeah, so tech, um, I mean, it, it, it's probably easier to talk about the times when I wasn't doing tech versus the time that I have been doing tech. Um, there was a couple of brief stints where I was doing consulting for JCPenney where I focused more on like supply chain and logistics stuff. Um, you know, agency, the majority of what I did was tech, uh, but, you know, I did a lot of like accounting, finance, uh, that sort of thing as well. Um, I usually tell people it's easier to talk about the, you know, recruiting that I haven't done versus recruiting that I have because I've just, you know, I've done so much, but I haven't done like medical recruiting, which those people, I mean, I have so much respect for those people because it's just, a, it's like a totally different breed of recruiting. Hey guys, I wanted to take a quick break to mention my sponsor, MetaView. MetaView is the AI assistant for interviewing. It completely removes the need for recruiters to take notes during interviews because their AI is designed to take world-class interview notes for you. The result? You're safe from the drudgery of note-taking and can instead spend time on what actually matters, being present, curious, and engaging with candidates, then making high-quality decisions based on insight, not memory. also means your organization has 10 times better data about every candidate you speak to because you're no longer relying on people to remember everything that was discussed and submit accurate notes. Unlike humans, MetaView never gets tired. It doesn't forget anything and it structures the notes perfectly. Recruiters at companies like Brex, Robinhood, and Cura describe MetaView as a game changer for their efficiency and ability to have high quality interactions with candidates. MetaView lets them focus on the conversation rather than on taking notes. See the magic for yourself for free on your first five interviews. Head over to www.metaview.ai backslash no joke to get started. Uh, and then I haven't done a ton of stuff um, on the legal side. So uh, sorry, you froze there for a second. Um, but uh, but yeah, but other than that, I've done quite a bit. Um, tech in general, for the majority of my career, it's always had some flavor of tech to it. So. And I know um, you obviously last couple of years have been pretty rough for, for most yeah. recruiters. And uh, I think you, you're kind of in that same boat as well. Walk us through, you know, in between getting this position you, you had and kind of your last role, what, what have you been doing? And I'd be curious just to know, you know, how you kind of navigated this market. Obviously tech recruiting has, has just been hit super hard. So, 
what yeah. what type what types of things you've been up to and and even with this role that you've got like how did you how did you actually land this position like walk us through that yeah absolutely yeah i mean look um i don't know how many recruiters ta people are watching the stream or, or maybe we'll watch the stream later uh but um joel and i you know we're here but but we know where you are right um we we've been there uh in some semblance we're still there right i mean we get it um it's it's tough it, it sucks right um Anyways, I, I can't say enough uh, for those people that are looking and continuing to look and that sort of thing. So um, I was previously at a, a SaaS company in 2022. Um, I was part of a, a riff uh, in 2022 at the end of 2022. I decided to take a little bit of time off, um, took some time off. Uh, I was thinking that the market would, would pick back up, uh, but actually it got worse, right? Um, and so I just kind of decided, hey, look, I, I'm just going to... Uh, uh, do some fractional work, fractional consulting. It'll give me an opportunity to spend more time with, you know, my daughter and my wife, that sort of thing. Um, and, it, and it really worked for me. Um, but even if I didn't find work, um, which, you know, I was fortunate to find um, some fractional work, I would still recommend, and this is, by the way, this is a page straight out of Greg Fisher, uh, open an, open your own LLC, right? Because it gives you, you know, that, that whole worrying about a gap in your experience uh, is kind of, you know, it kind of goes away when you have your own consulting practice, right? Uh, and, it, you know, it, it gives you, um, you know, it gives you a vehicle to uh, show up uh, and, and, you know, not show up as the person, hey, I'm looking for a job, right? But as the person as to, you know, hey, here's what I'm doing and here's what I would like to do, right? Um, and as far as, you know, advice, exactly that, right? Which is just show up, right? You have to show up. You have to be present. You have to engage the community uh, and not just when you need a job, right? Um, obviously, when you have a job, you're, you're doing, you know, you, you, you're so much more busy than when you don't, right? Um, and so it's hard to manage that. But even when you have a job, you have a responsibility to yourself and you have a responsibility to the community to stay engaged, right, with the community. Um, you know, I mean, I can name off various events. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you name off events uh, <laughs> in case there's any that that you're not not a big fan of but you know there's a myriad of different events that you can attend um local uh you know national whatever the case may be um and the way i secure the positions that i've had both consulting and full-time is um by you know being close with the business leaders that i've worked with and continuing to keep in contact with those business leaders Right. So uh, the first consulting gig that I have was with uh, the chief product officer of a previous company that I had worked with. Right. He called me up and said, hey, we're going to need some hiring. We're going to need some process, you know, uh, uh, retooling. Um, you know, is that something you'd be up for? Sure. Yeah, this sounds great. You know, so I got in there, uh, did all that with them. And then, you know, uh, a few 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 months later, I got another call from a previous VP of engineering said, hey, look, I'm going to go join this company. Um, uh, there's a there's a, a guy that I know that I worked with at uh, at a previous company. He's one of the very few people that I would be ready to go back into the SaaS space with. Um, you know, can I can I make an introduction there? Yeah, absolutely. Would be glad to do it. So uh, both of those situations is is you know it was just people that I had worked with in the past, right? That's how I was able to get those opportunities. So I would encourage any of you um, who are those business leaders that you've worked with in the past, um, you know, that you really had a, a solid relationship with, right? Where are they today? 
Um, and why haven't you kept in contact with them? Or if you have kept in contact with them, all the better, right? Like, what are they doing? Um, you know, where can you help them? And, and, you know, where can they help you? Now, when you're thinking about, you know, kind of doing consulting on the side, like how, I mean, any advice in terms of, you know, what you need to, to kind of pitch people or how you position those conversations? I mean, I mean, you mentioned that people were just reaching out, but like, let's say, if you were going to be more proactive and, and reach out to the network, what, what advice would you have for, for people to kind of generate some of those clients or generate some of those, some of those openings? Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't happen overnight is the first thing, right? Um, the second thing I would say is, is consistency, right? Is key. Right. And um, I, I, you know, maybe this doesn't work for everyone and, and Joel, maybe you could speak to this as well. But I, when I go into these conversations, I go in wanting to understand their problem, right? So I don't go in saying, hey, I can fix your problem because I don't know what your problem is, right? Um, so I want to understand what the problem is. And then, and then I decide, hey, is this something that I can help with? Or is this something where I can make a referral to somebody who does this? Like, so for instance, I am not a recruitment marketing person, right? Um, I mean, I can do it, I can help with it, but it's not something that I'm going to lead the charge on. Right. Um, so I, I have a myriad of, of people that I could introduce for recruitment marketing. Right. Um, now if you need somebody to come in and build out a process, or if you need someone to come in and augment some of your hiring practices, I can do that too. Right. So, 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 so that I can, you know, those things I can do, but first I want to understand which, what it is that you need help with. Um, and then, you know, consistently being a part of, you know, I, I mentioned this earlier, right. But when I don't get referrals from the business, I'm getting referrals from my network of recruiting friends. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I already mentioned Craig Fisher, Craig Fisher is a big one, right. Jim Durbin, Matt Charney. I mean, there's, there's a whole slew of, of names that I could mention. Uh, Nikki Russell, who's one of my biggest cheerleaders, right. Um, you know, all of those people are, are people that I tap you know, regularly, Hey, what are you hearing? Who do you know? What's going on? Um, what, what introductions can you make? Um, uh, so anyways, I, nothing that I, I know, nothing I'm saying seems super revelational, but, uh, hopefully it can help. You'd be, but, but this is, I think the fact that it, it you know, the, these things are, I mean, in my mind, they, they can seem kind of basic to relationships and, and just networking, but I cannot tell you how many times I've had conversations within the last six to nine months where, um, you know, people, people aren't always doing this. And even, you know, as recruiters, we're not always doing this. We're not always in that mindset of staying in touch with people, texting people. Like I, I know there's several people in my network who they will text me like once every two weeks. I don't know how they have it set up. It's kind of, <laughs> it could be just like some weird automated thing. Yeah. Um, but there's something to that, right? Like constantly um, tapping into those relationships when you don't need something. And then you get into a position where you're like, all right, I'm, I want to see what's in the market. Yeah. Then you're able to reach out to people and it's, it's not like, Hey, I haven't talked to you in five years. What do you have for me? It's more like, yeah, Hey, I know we've, we've kept in contact, you know, what's going on with me. Like, what do you know? Mm -hmm. and, and that's how you stay top of mind. I'm, I'm curious just to even in just in terms of like execution here for, for like different recruiters, like, do you, you know, when you're typically doing consulting, like, do you just kind of have like a package that, that you, you like an hourly package or like a monthly retainer, like how, you know, any, any advice on that? Like how, how I 
recruiter, let's say if they're laid off, could structure something or how they could do consulting? Yes. <laughs> uh, the answer is yes, right? So, so you could do uh, you could do hourly. You could do uh, a retainer, right? So, uh, with some customers I've had in the past, I'll do a retainer. Uh, you know, hey, look, and basically you have access to the bat phone, right? Um, that's that's where you don't need any sort of uh, proactive uh, outreach or or you know they're re they're really just looking for someone to give um, uh, advising on you know, hey, what do you think about this recruiting product or what do you think about this process? Or, you know, do you think we should train these recruiters with X, Y, and Z or, or, or ABC, right? All of those things. Um, and then, you know, in a more practical nature where they need somebody that can get in there and really create things from scratch, you could say, hey, I've done this many times before. Uh, it usually takes me about uh, X amount, you know, X, X thousands of dollars a month um, for the period of three months. Uh, or you can do something, you know, hourly, right? Um, when you do hourly, then you kind of, if you're wanting to do multiple fractional engagements, then you're kind of, a lot of times you're kind of booking up your time there, right? And, and people expect you to be there for, for every minute of the day. Um, but uh, a lot of times the, one of the biggest values that we can, we can add to an organization is to be available, right? Um, uh, you know, and, and be, you know, uh, that I don't, it's probably, uh, I had a friend who used to say, uh, you know, be like Cal Ripken, always ready, right? Cal Ripken, mm. baseball player. I don't know if you've ever heard that expression, but anyways, <laughs> just, just always being, I'm, I'm more of a soccer guy. So, I mean, it, but I'm sure Cristiano Ronaldo says that too. So. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. So no, I, I, I love it because I think, um, again, this is, this is, I think a theme for a lot of people in recruitment right now mm -hmm. is, you know, how can you start to add value to businesses, even in different ways, just outside of just pure transactional recruiting, right? So whether you're in-house, you're a free agent, um, I think it's it's positioning yourself more as a consultant, right? Like are there, you know, like you said, I think one, one of the people that called you up, they said that they were looking for help with a process and getting a process in place. Yeah. Right? They, they need help with organizing the team. And so it's looking at what have I done in the past? how can I apply this to, to businesses? And I think when you have those calls with people, one of the things I've been saying a lot of it's like, like just listen to what the needs are yeah. and then assess how can I actually help? And then you're sending them through a proposal, you know, with something that's maybe hourly or, or some sort of monthly re retainer yeah. um, in, in this new role, like walk us through um, what you're seeing in, in the market. Cause it's, you know, I'm not seeing, I mean, you mentioned, uh, you know, you guys are going to be going through hyper growth. So like, I, I guess, what, what are you seeing out there? I mean, you've only been there for, for three weeks, but just from like your team and, and, um, you know, leadership at the company, like, uh, are they seeing a lot of people on the market? Like, I, I guess what, what if they, I guess, what, are, what are some of the challenges they've been seeing and what, what are you guys seeing in the market right now? Yeah, um, I, I've seen, I mean, you know, I, just in the limited time that I've been here, I've seen a lot of great technical talent available. Um, oh, sorry. One thing I wanted to, to go back on with the um, positioning yourself for, for consulting, uh, always charge a little bit more than you think you should mm. <laughs> uh, for two reasons. One, the majority of the time they're likely going to pay you 1099, which means that you're going to have to, sorry for, this is for U.S. folks. Um, you'll have to pay your, your self-employment taxes, right? So make sure to take that into consideration. Um, and uh, uh, two, um, 
yeah, I, I mean, you know, you, you're going to have to cover your own your own benefits, your own insurance, all that good stuff as well. So, um, but jumping back, um, just in the short time, I mean, day one of me being here, I had a recruiter friend call me up and say, "Hey, I have somebody to introduce you to, right?" Um, because I I, I kind of posted, "Hey, here are my top three priorities for the next quarter." Um, and so day one, I was talking to somebody, and they were kind of asking me questions, and I was like. Hey, today is my first day, <laughs> so I don't have a lot of those answers. Uh, but um, I have seen an increase. Uh, I, I, I do. I, I am optimistic about Q1. Uh, cautiously optimistic uh, about Q1 of 2024. Um, I said, you know, the company that I just joined is going to go through go through some hyper growth. I think that's relative, right? Um, so, you know, we're a smaller company. So, if you talk about hyper growth. You know, I, we're not a two-person company, but if we are, were a two-person company, yeah, like we're going from four people to eight, exactly, doubling in size, baby. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely, right. So uh, it's all relative, um, but I, I have seen a lot of things in the market that make me optimistic. I mean, I've seen more TA jobs in the last, I want to say, two weeks than I've seen in the last, like, I don't know, four months, right? Yeah. Five yeah. months, maybe. Um, they are coming. They are out there, and yes, as everyone knows there's going to be a lot of applicants, right? Which is why you have to start showing up. You have to go to events virtual. Otherwise, you have to start reaching out to your community, being a member of your community, showing up to things like the Realist Recruiter and talking in the comments, right? Um, and uh, just kind of raising your journal. This should be the only place you, that you show up. The Recruiting is No Joke podcast. Certainly be one of them, right? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm certainly, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who say, oh, don't bother applying to roles. I, I think that's a, 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 a short-sighted philosophy, if, if I'm using kind words here. I think you should absolutely apply to those things. But if you're only applying to open roles and you're doing nothing else, then, you know, you, you're likely not going to get very far. Um, if you're applying to roles, you're you're participating in, in you know community events. If you're following up with those applications, um, you know uh, uh, with with personal outreach. Um, if you're you know all of those things, right? Um, you know another thing that people like to talk about is the hidden job market. Um, oh, we're gonna go to the hidden job market. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't know that. What's it's... next? Are we gonna gonna go to the open the work banner? Or are we just gonna get really? We're gonna get in there. Well, I don't think it's like a whole, it's not like a, a, a job board that everybody's hiding from you, right? No. It's just people finding opportunities where other people didn't know, know they existed, right? Um, and I well, think it's, it's, we, we used to get, we get a lot of that, you know, you work for a boutique agency and maybe have clients that aren't massive. A lot of times you just touch in base with them and they're like, oh yeah, we're just about to open up this position. We haven't posted it yet. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, that's kind of part of the business development in the agency world, right? Like just getting in there before they've actually posted it. But you could do that same thing, like you said, as a, as a candidate. You can yeah. get in there. So that's exactly what I was going to say is you just gave that example as business development for a staffing agency. Yeah. Touch and base. You have no, I mean, like, like really you have no ulterior motives. This is a customer of mine previously. I want to check in with them, see how they're doing, right? And then naturally, they're just like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, we do have this, right? Um, and I can tell you, um, for those people who have been doing recruiting for a long time, how many times have you been working with a hiring manager and you asked them if they had anybody that they would refer for this role? They say, oh, yeah, I don't know anybody. And then six weeks later, they oh, go, yeah, I have a perfect candidate for this. And you're like, where was that candidate six weeks ago? Did you not know them six weeks ago? Because I think you did, you know? So it's, it's the same type of scenario, right? Um, it's, it's, you know, it has a lot to do with timing. It has a lot to do with 
uh, being top of mind, right? Um, and I personally, um, I have had a very good experience with the people from the business that I've worked with. That's not to say that I haven't had a good experience with you know the, the TA professionals that I've worked with. I've just gotten better leads from the business, uh, the business contacts that I've worked with, um, you know, historically for me. So, no, I love that. And I know uh, Nikki, who you were mentioning earlier, she just uh, she echoed your sentiment. She said, "Facts, Bill Moore, always Bill Moore." Uh, that's gonna be my new mantra now. Just yeah. Bill, Bill Moore. Yeah. Um, and then Nikki also said it's heating up, but realistically, the drop happens so quick. So, yeah, we did see just like a pendulum shift. Yeah, like, I, like, I mean, it was crazy. I think just I don't want to go too much into it because it, it honestly makes me like super, I know super I, sad. But um, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. But then also, you know, like we have, I'm not sure who LinkedIn user is. Unfortunately, uh, the that's kind of like the privacy settings. But basically, they just said the market is really hard right now in tech. I was laid off in August. I've applied to hundreds of jobs in the last 12 weeks. Yeah. Too many people, not enough roles. And look, this is what we're saying. Like, I think applying is a is great, right? Like, you can't get a job unless you apply to it. Yeah. Like, even if you get it, have a referral or an end, that's still going to have you apply for the job. So, apply to those jobs. But it's really then looking at who have I worked with in the past? Who do I know? Yeah. You know who do I have relationships with? And I talk about this a lot on on TikTok, where I you know do a lot of my job search advice. And one of the things I t I talk about is just like looking at your network really, really closely. So like looking through your LinkedIn connections and going, where do I have a connection with this person? Um, and I, and I think the approach is like you said, Dan, like it's checking in without like a, you know, without a thing, just, Hey, touching base. What's up? Like, I'd love to catch up with you. Yeah. Um, but I think also the lesson for us in TA is you need to be networking. You know, once you get your job, you, you need to continue networking and, going to events and, you know, meeting people online and fostering those relationships. And I think it's apparent people who have, because I know a lot of people who have gotten laid off and a lot who have really, really strong networks yeah. have actually landed pretty quickly. Um, and obviously look, there's a lot of factors, so it's not, yeah, it's not foolproof, right? It's, it's not just, foolproof. Yeah. And I want to make that clear, but, you know, it's like when I think when you get into a situation, then it's, you know, if, especially if, if you're in that layoff situation, then it's going, okay, I'm applying to jobs, I'm networking. And I think this third component, which we've been talking about, like, how, how can you start to do some consulting, or start to put together some some sort of package, where you can, you know, kind of bridge the gap, and maybe it's doing some project work, which is going to help when you get in interviews, and when you get into conversations for your next position. Because you can talk about work that you've been doing and things that you've been up to as well. Uh, I think a TA, for some reason, I, I feel like it's a lot more doable in talent acquisition than other fields. Like, I don't know if you can be, you could be like a kind of like a lone wolf sales guy, like maybe yeah. you could, um, yeah. or like a lone wolf accountant. But like in TA, there's a lot of project work that you could do. Um, you know, and it's a case of reaching out to people and again, listening like what are your problems how can i provide those solutions um which I, which i love so with with this with this current job and i kevin good to see you as well i, I don't know I, do you know kevin uh, i don't think i do i, I wanted to add uh, a couple yeah. of things um one is is um offer what you can do is you can reach out like if you're really good at sourcing 
right? Or if you learn about a new tool that is going to be a game changer, right? And I'm not talking about ChatGPT. No, no, like MetaView. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> like MetaView, right? Well, um, you know, you can offer specifically with free resources or or free, you know, free ways to do things. Uh, you can reach out to a head of TA and say, hey, I, I, you know, I've got some extra time. I'd love to give your recruiters 30 minutes of free training on this new technique that I found for sourcing or finding contacts, right? Um, you know, you could also put out, uh, you don't have to be uh, a, a Joel when it comes to putting out content, right? You can just put out content, uh, you know, a couple of times a week on what you're, what you're seeing as far as cool, cool ways to recruit, cool ways to source, uh, all of that good stuff uh, on LinkedIn. And that, that will also uh, bring eyes to your profile, bring eyes to what you're doing, uh, bring eyes to your, you know, both from your uh, network and from, uh, you know, outside of your network. The other thing I wanted to say is just an exercise that I did really early on. And that is just to open up a Google sheet or a spreadsheet and type in business and type in TA, right? Mm. And just go down and list every person, you know, that you've worked with in the business that you think that you had a good relationship with. And then every person in TA that you know, that you think you have a good relationship with, right? And call them, right? Call them. Um, and if you don't have their number, then schedule a, a, you know, a zoom chat, right. A coffee chat or whatever. Right. Um, you know, uh, uh, anyways, just, just get on the phone, speak to people and just talk to them about what they're doing, what you're doing, what you're hoping to do. Right. Um, and, uh, anyways, that was an exercise that I did really early on. That was really helpful. And I'm still calling those people. I'm still texting those people. I'm still chatting with those people and I'll continue to do so, um, for as long as they answer the phone. Right. So. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and, you know, that's that, that's that relationship building part. And a big part of that is that that consistency. Right. And like not again, even with with like reaching out to the network. Sometimes I think people like message someone once or send them a text yeah. message once they don't hear back. Yeah. And then like they never fought. They never even follow up. And I'm like, you've got to I'm not saying you got to like stalk people and go crazy with with the text messages and the calls. But yeah. you got to get people one or two or even three nudges nowadays because you know especially on the platform like linkedin let's say if you're reaching out to people on linkedin yeah. that message box is so bad that within like two days you're at the bottom because they've just got another messages i i love what you're saying too um this whole idea of of almost like being a student of of you know what the upcoming trends are and i think this is this is something where I, this became really apparent in a conversation or a meeting I was in recently with a lot of um, really, really like high level TA leaders and you know senior leaders within within the space. And the question was just asked around like AI and the applications of AI. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like getting ready to list like a hundred different applications because I get hit up all the time by just different vendors that are using AI in some capacity. And, but I didn't, you know, I didn't say anything. It w- wasn't really my place in the call. But what was really interesting to me was uh, um, there w- there weren't actually that many applications listed. And uh, and so, you know, after kind of debriefing on the call, I just kind of realized that, you know, I think this is a huge area of opportunity, you know, particularly if you've got the time, let's say you are laid off or you're looking for a job to really be researching different tools that you can start to build like a, even just like your, your best tech stack you can. Right. So you can go into some of these conversations and be, and be that advisor and be that, that person who's knowledgeable about 
what are the tools that are out there? How can you use them? How can you optimize what you're doing as a value add? Because I think when you're in a role, and you, especially if you're in a leadership role, and obviously the bigger the organization, mm-hmm. the less time you have, you just don't have time to to research, right? You don't have time to listen to the podcast. You don't have time mm-hmm. to take every sales demo. So how can you start to look at, okay, what are the upcoming things we need to think about with this technology and, and become, you know, become a kind of a master with that. Right. And, and I think you know, particularly, you know, people who have the time, if you can start to become that go-to knowledge source, mm-hmm. it's going to be helpful for you, but then also whoever, you know, wherever you land, that adds a massive amount of value. Um, and it can just position you differently to other people. So I love that. I love that you brought that up. And I'm curious if, from your standpoint, what, what do you, um, obviously you're kind of building a new team and, and you're kind of building a new operation. So mm-hmm. where, where are you kind of seeing some of the opportunity with AI right now? And what are some of the things you're excited about? And what are some of the things you're not so excited about? Yeah. What is, what does AI stand for again? Can you remember? It's like, um, uh, I was I like I was gonna say something and I realized it's actually yeah. LinkedIn Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. You tell me. Look, I, I am not a believer that AI is here to replace us. I'm I'm a believer that um, AI is is here to help us. Um, is it going to automate a lot of things that we we previously employed people for? Possibly, but everything that I've seen AI do. I mean, look, I've used ChatGPT quite a bit. Um, to take a lot of the manual work a lot out of a lot of things that I have to do, right? So if I'm looking at like a case study or a white paper, sometimes I'll just copy and paste it and say summarize this, right? Uh, and it's it's like you know the the cliff notes of a book, right? Um, I mean, there's all sorts of uh, uses for AI, um, and and AI has been around a lot longer than ChatGPT. That's another thing that a lot of people uh, fail to remember. Um, but but you know, really, I, I think. People need to understand, um, and, and don't ask me to explain it because we don't have enough time, but I, I think people need to understand the difference between automation and AI, right? Um, I think a lot of people think that that you know there's more AI in recruiting than there is when really a lot of it is just automation, right? Mm, so yeah. if, you, if you put a question in, if you as a person say, hey, I want to ask this question to every candidate that applies, and then if, if they don't answer that question correctly, it automatically rules them out. That's not AI. That's automation, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You say, "Hey, come up with a list of questions to ask these ca- candidates every time that they apply." That's AI, right? Because you're not actually the one coming up with those questions, right? Um, does that? Hopefully, that's a, a good enough illustration of the difference there. But um, where do I see AI going? I see AI improving our lives. Um, you know, if if you're really good at what you do, if you're really good at the business side, the relationship side then um, it should it should help you. Right. It shouldn't hurt you. Um, if you're you know, one of those people who doesn't you know, that just sits in the back, doesn't like to pick up the phone and doesn't have any unique skill sets uh, to talk about, then, you know, maybe you should find one of those unique skill sets or, you know, I, I don't know, figure out if this is this is what you want to do. Right. Are, are there any applications that you're excited to, to kind of try out and kind of test, you know, because I, I would guess like since you we're kind of in your last role kind of building internal, you know, there's probably been some kind of developments. I feel like there's been a lot of, a lot of kind of like new products added to the market. So is there, are there any areas where you're like, oh, I'm excited to test this out? Like uh, specific technologies. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, or, like, or I guess more just like areas within TA where you're just interested to see like what tools are out there. Yeah. Look, I, I just got back from HR tech. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah. You just yeah. got bombarded with all, all of the new tech then. Yeah. So, so um, I was walking around and I was saying, um, uh, um, buy, build, integrate, buy, build, integrate, right? So you should be buying these products, you should be integrating these products, or you should be building these products. And there was a bunch there, right? Like, uh, anyways, I if, if I I would have brought plug them all, just plug them all, we'll get committed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would have brought um, a, a, a list of different ones. I mean, the first thing that I thought of when you started talking about MetaView and what they do is I thought, oh, how is that different from XYZ company? And then I was like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to say that because that might be a competitor to your sponsor. So, um, but, you know, look, I, 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 you know, d data, right? So, so anything that you can find that can tell the story of data, and I think AI is going to do a great job of making data more accessible, more readily available, and you're going to be able to tell a better story, right? Um, and that's, that's what I'm excited to do, right, is to figure out what technologies are going to uh, automate and, and help me tell the story around hiring and, and what we're doing, why we're doing it, when we're doing it. Uh, and that's all facets of hiring, right? Uh, and I think it, you know it's it's not just uh, automation, but but there's going to be a certain element of AI integrated with that as well. Any any areas that you're like not excited about, or anything that you've heard where you're like, oh man, like I just don't I don't like that because I know that definitely been. Yeah, well, I'll, I, give, I'll give I'll give you an example of one. Yeah, I'm not gonna I, name like a tool, but yeah. Um, and and I actually work with one of these companies, um, and. Kind of a similar. There's a couple of similar companies out there, though, and I don't love the way that they all do it. But it's more on a candidate side. Sure. The auto application, where it's like literally auto applying you to positions. Mm -hmm. When I first heard it, first like kind of gut feeling was, how is this going to make anything better, right? Uh, and I, because I, I first heard about it through a, a you know a company that literally just like kind of mass applies you to like you know, two to 3,000 jobs, something crazy. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, how, how does that help any anything, right? It's like an easy apply. So, yeah. uh, but then like I looked at some of these other tools and I'm like, oh, the algorithm, this is interesting. And like, yeah, if I was a job seeker and like I, you know, was really specific with what I was looking for and the algorithm made sense and it was applying me to actually jobs I, was, I could be a fit for, um, I'd probably, I'd probably pay the monthly fee rather than take the time to do it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but at first again, like when I, and I know there's some tools out there that just literally just mass apply you to thousands of jobs. So that to me, is like, ah, I don't know how excited I'm about that. So any examples like that for you, I kind of heard about it or you're like, yeah, I just, I don't know. It kind of rubs me the wrong way. So this isn't, a new, this is not a new thing, but, um, I am vehemently against AI chat bots. Oh, okay. Okay. I hate the very concept of them. And, and if that's one of your sponsors, I apologize. And no, no. If it's it, it's not the same for every level of role, right? Um, I mean, look, there are some roles where where it, it may have have its application. But anytime I think about AI chatbots, I think about um, when I've called customer support for various companies, and you're like operator, 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 you know, like over and over. Yeah, zero, you're just like zero, speak to someone, zero. speak to someone. Yeah, 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 someone. yeah. Representative, representative, represent. You know, like I, I just want to get out of it. You know what I mean? And so that the idea of talking to an AI chatbot about, uh, you know, about a process that's already super tumultuous, super like, um, 
you know, um, uh, uh, draining emotionally, mentally, right? Like the idea of having to go through a robot first is just, uh, I, I just, it just gives me the, the, yeah. the gross feeling. So no, it's, it's interesting. Cause I, I think, uh, it's funny, like, I don't know if you play around in Snapchat at all, but on Snapchat, they have, like, the AI chatbot on Snapchat. Mm. And uh, I, like, just know, I know, like, a bunch of young people, you, like, love chatting with this chatbot. So there's certain things where I think, like, yeah. I personally would not like that, but I could see where, like, um, kind of more, like, even just kind of younger people, if they're used to chatting with, with like, I could see them them doing that. But to your point it's all to do with like the quality of like, what are the answers? And like, is it going to give me what I want? Right. Yeah. Um, biggest air. And we're going to got about two minutes left here, but what do you think, um, you know, in your time, just kind of on the market and kind of like doing the consulting and kind of having, you know, being on the market, look, looking for something, what for you right now is the biggest area of opportunity uh, you think that we have, you know, just in, in kind of talent acquisition as a whole, like, obviously gone through a really crazy market where <clears throat> it was super in demand and now we flipped the opposite side right where it's it's just completely crazy so for you like moving forward in this new role and kind of just moving forward in uh, in your career and in the industry like what's the biggest area of opportunity in your mind for for us just as an industry yeah i, I mean um I feel like I can only say this because I experienced, um, you know, the whole looking for work thing as well. Right. But I think we have a really big opportunity to remind ourselves what empathy looks like. Mm. Right. And what it means to be uh, uh, empathetic during the hiring process. Um, I, I don't know. I don't I don't think that's the answer you're looking for. Uh, but no, I, I honestly I think I think I'm with you. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that. I think especially when you're at an organization for a really long time or, or you're employed uh, without a break for a really long time, it's it's easy to forget why you got it, like why a lot of us got into this business, right? And I didn't get into this business necessarily to make a million dollars. I mean, sure, that was part of it, right? But I got into this business because I loved helping people. Well, no, you said you got into this business because you thought you could do it better than those, uh, that that's big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true too, right? But, but you know, ultimately... Um, you know, I, I just, I, it's so hard for me to, to speak at any conference without talking about empathy, transparency, and communication, right? Those are my three, my three core values, uh, empathy, transparency, communication, uh, because it's, it's so important to, to, to know and understand how taxing it is to look for a new job, right? Uh, and, and uh, yeah, anyways, that's, that's, that's a big one for me is um, remembering what it means to be uh, a human in the process with people. Well, it's, it's candid experience, right? I mean, if it's, it's yeah. a, huge, a huge thing and I think, uh, I don't know if you, you, I mean, I don't know how closely you follow the show, but maybe six or seven weeks ago, uh, I had a founder of a company, um, and their whole mission is candid experience. And I've always been on the side of like, I think I heard that one. Who was the guest? Ah, oh, man, I think it's, it's sorry. Candidate, candidately, is the name of the company. I'm pretty okay. sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's it's funny because the big the whole thing with the candidate experience is, I feel like everybody and like every company has just kind of settled for this like terrible level of candidate experience. Yeah. And yeah. it's like because there's no actual there's no quick ROI, right? Like, oh, somebody feels good through our candidate, you know, through our experience. 
Yeah. There's not like a dollar ROI for that. Now we all know that there's like long-term ROI and, you know, you could lose a customer, you know, if you're Amazon and you treat people terribly, but then I think people step back and they're like, well, Amazon's probably got the worst candidate experience and they're one of the biggest companies in the world. Right. It's like, yeah. is that really going to stop someone from wanting to have Amazon on their resume? Yeah. And so it's almost like we've all collectively stepped down and, but, and there's like no one that really takes responsibility for it. And I think recruiters take the heat for it, but it's, and, and I always tell people, I'm like, look, this is not a recruiter thing. This is a company thing. Like com yeah. recruiters work for companies and then they're not incentivized to like help candidates through the experience. Like good recruiters will, but it's, it's, you know, when it comes down to it, that's not like what they're actually paid to, to even do. But I think now that there's so many recruiters on the market and there's a lot of like high level talent leaders too, who have been displaced and they're all going through just terrible candidate experience. Yeah. And to your point, like not, no empathy, it's no kind of weird interactions, no transparency, that, no communication. <laughs> and, and it's stuff which we like kind of like looked on LinkedIn and we'd read those stories and be like, ah, well, you know, yeah. you yeah. slip through the cracks, but, uh, but anyway, with that company, they've actually like really looked at like time to fill metrics. And I think the way that they're going about it is very data driven and they're showing the like what's in it for you to companies of like, hey, if you actually have a really great candidate portal, um, you know, you, you get higher acceptance rate of offers. This happens, this happens, you get better referrals afterward. So I'm really excited about that because I think that was always the piece, right? It's like, how do you show the ROI of a good candidate experience, because at the end of the day, you kind of need investment to have a good candidate experience. You need some sort of support for your recruiters. And yeah. um, so anyway, if you haven't seen that one, guys, check that episode out. It was, it was a good one. Um, and I, I love that. So where, where can people find you? I know that you, uh, you do a decent amount of content as well. So obviously LinkedIn, anywhere else that you're kind of creating stuff or. Um, yeah, I, I have yeah, I, ha I haven't um, been doing a ton of content lately. Um, just Snapchat. I've just yeah, Snapchat. <laughs> big big Snapchat user. No. <laughs> Listen, uh, if I was not a recruiter, I, there's a good chance I'd be off of social media altogether. Um, but uh, look, LinkedIn is probably going to be the best place to find me. Um, I'm always uh, happy to help. Um, uh, you know, if if I can, right? Uh, reach out to me. I'm always happy. At the very least, happy to listen and swap war stories. Um, you know, anything like that. Right. And, um, if, if I'm, busy, what conferences are you going to coming up? So if people are at those conferences, yeah, so I'm going I'm, I'm to be speaking at TalentNet in November, November 8th. Uh, then I'm going to be at talent acquisition week speaking there as well. That's in San Diego. Um, I am going to try to make SourceCon in Orlando, um, which is I think April ish of next year. Uh, don't have that one for sure yet. Um, but, um, those are, those are the, the next few that I'm going to be at, um, uh, in the coming months. So love it. Well, guys, if you're at any of those conferences, I would say definitely reach out to Dan. If you, uh, I'm sure if you know him already, you know how great of a guy Dan is like just online, offline, like very transparent in both ways, like really, really down to earth, great supporter, like big connector big and just like connecting people up and and um and really paying things forward so uh if you if you're not connected with dan on linkedin just send him a connection request uh and then i always say like if you send someone a connection request from the show um just be patient okay he's not hanging out on linkedin all day he's running like a talent team and building a talent team so uh 
he's been flying around the world recently, so he's he, he might not be as as uh, responsive as as I am. Uh, and Nikki said it too, like Dan is super authentic. So, and that word gets thrown around a lot. Uh, but the realist recruiter would not say someone's the realist recruiter would not. That is true. Uh, well, I wanted to leave with one line and I'm yes. from, from Jackie Clayton. I don't know if you know her. She's yeah, like, yeah. a textio. She posted something amazing today and that is um, your comeback will be greater than your setback. Your comeback will be greater than your setback. Um, so hopefully that, that encourages um, some that are out there listening. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that. Well, look, Dan, it's been a pleasure to have you uh, on the show and uh, just a pleasure to just to get to know you as well. And obviously we got to meet at RecFest, which was awesome. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to staying connected, seeing how this new role goes and you just absolutely crushing it. Yeah. Um, if you need, uh, if you need like a marketing recruitment guy, you know, just hit up the realist recruiter and then, Hit it matter for you as well if you need that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I'm going to have to do a demo because uh, I've heard the name before, but I've never actually seen the product. So, yeah. Well, guys, I uh, I will be back. Let me see. Let me just check to see when we will be back. I believe we are looking at Monday. Yes, we have Will Staney on Monday. Yeah. And then next Wednesday, we've got Tim. Farrelly, who is, uh, he leads Coit, which they just uh, merged with Hudson RPO. So excited about that one. Uh, a little bit more like employer branding and agency. Uh, so a little bit different feel, but uh, super excited about it. So guys, if you got questions for Dan, connect with him, ask those questions in the chat as well. And if you got questions for me, uh, just send me a DM. Just know that my, my inbox is always a little bit backed up. Um, but I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for all the comments here. Nikki, amazing to see you. LinkedIn user, great to see you. Heather, Peter, uh, Luke, Joseph, Tro Troy, so great to have you guys out there. And uh, we will see you on, or I will see you on Monday. We'll yeah. see you guys. Will's, Will's awesome. He'll be a good guest. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Ending the stream.